0: The scripture reading for this morning is from 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 to 13. When I came to you, brothers, I did not come with eloquence or superior wisdom, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear. And with much trembling, my message and my preaching were not with with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. Now we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived, What God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except the the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit of who, who is from God. That we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught, by, uh, taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught uh, by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. This is the word of the Lord. Be
1: in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Any Indiana Jones fans here? Oh, there are some there. Yeah, right. It's good. Remember Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Intrepid explorer, Indiana Jones sets out to rescue his father, a medieval scholar who has vanished while searching for the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail is supposed to be the cup from which Jesus drank at the Last Supper presumed to have all sorts of magical powers. We'll be celebrating the Last Supper a little later on. Our chalice here at Golden Grove is definitely not the one, by the way. But um, the search for the Holy Grail is a favourite mystery of popular imagination. And, I could say, nonsense, nonsense. But uh, today's sermon is all about mystery, uh, but of a very different sort, you'll be pleased to hear. However, even silly mysteries like that of the Grail, along with countless more serious mysteries that have obsessed people since the beginning of time, show that human beings are built to wonder about mystery and to discover it. Last week from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, we looked at our witness as Christians to all people of the Golden Grove community or whatever community we're a part of. In our reading from 1 Corinthians 2 today, Paul refers to the Christian message as the mystery of God. Our particular translation just now didn't have it, had uh, the testimony of God, but it is equally the mystery of God in uh, verse 2 of 1 Corinthians 2. And what we're going to see is that it is absolutely possible and likely that any and all can hear, believe and understand the Christian message, the mystery of God and respond and enter into the gifts that it offers. However deaf we are to the truth, however deaf anyone appears to be to it, God has made it so that the deaf can hear. And we're going to see how that is by asking three questions. Firstly, what is the mystery of God? Secondly, why is it, important to us? And thirdly, how do we get entry into it? So firstly, what is the mystery of God? Paul refers to in verse 1 of 1 Corinthians 2. We've noted that uh, human beings have been fascinated by mystery for as long as time itself. People have found or made up all sorts of mysteries. They're at the heart of all religions and cults and are the lifeblood of pulp fiction novels and hollywood blockbusters but the scientific world is also full of mystery things beyond our powers to investigate that are not we can't know them or understand them yet those things must be there and we wonder and wonder and wonder about those things and long to explore them. Recently the James Webb Space Telescope was launched. It sits 1.5 million kilometres away from Earth and the images it captures are breathtaking. They can see galaxies and stars mind-boggling distances from Earth, in fact, further than has ever been seen before. Now, that furthest star that we can see through the James Webb Telescope, what's the other side of that? We don't know. But don't you want to? That's mystery. That's mystery. True mystery is something that we cannot get to and discover ourselves Often when people speak of mystery, what they're actually talking about is a riddle. A riddle you can solve if you just work at it long and hard enough. And we know all about that uh, Tuesday morning at men's breakfast because Ken comes along with his word puzzles to pass around the table and see how long he can torment us with them uh, and give us indigestion. He's had to dodge a fried tomato or two at times. But uh, that's a riddle. You can riddle it out. But a mystery you can't. The observer of a mystery cannot get their mitts on it and crack it open and get at its insides. Paul says that the mystery of God is not accessible to human ingenuity, however clever. He says that it is hidden secret, beyond human conception. Yet, Paul says that it's possible for us to know that mystery. So, how can that be? Well, the only way that could happen is if the mystery itself opened itself up from the inside and showed itself to us, the outside Observer. The mystery must disclose itself in order to be known. A mystery must reveal itself. Now, in that, what we can also see is that mystery is just the same as love. And what human being has not been captivated by that mystery? But in a relationship of love, especially between husband and wife, we cannot make the other show us their love. The other must willingly show their love to us, must willingly give it to us. They must reveal the mystery of their love to us. Now, um, my wife Catherine and I have been married for 34 years, I hope I've got that right. Oh, 32. (laughs) I better not say that it seems longer, better. But but that that is quite a long time. That is quite a long time, isn't it? Now, when I first met Catherine, she was a mystery to me. But I've got to say, after 34 years, she's much, much more of a mystery than she was when I first started. But I do actually know a great deal more of the mystery that is Catherine than I did at first. Why? Because over that time she has shown and given me more and more of her love. She has revealed the mystery of her love to me. But in doing that, has that mystery lessened as a result? No, it's actually gotten much bigger. She has given me more and more of her love and yet there is more and more yet for her to reveal to me, and in fact, that's how it's going to go on being for eternity, we never get to the end of it. Love is eternal. But what does the Bible say? God is love. God is not a lonely, isolated being like a frozen statue parked in the corner of heaven. No, God is and has been forever a community, a family, Father, Son and Holy Spirit who love each other with a perfect and beautiful love that has been called total belonging love. And above all, their love is self-giving, other person-centred. They are always focused on showing and giving, revealing their love to each other. That is what they most delight in doing. That is the mystery of God. The love of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit that they don't stop showing and giving to each other, that keeps on getting more and more and that will keep on doing that for eternity. It's the mystery of God, it's his love. So secondly, why is that mystery of God important to us? Paul says there that those who refuse the Christian message, the revelation of God's mystery, are shown to be false and foolish in their thinking and doomed to perish, verse 6. Therefore, the flip side of that is also true. Those who receive the Christian message, the revelation of God's mystery, are shown to be wise and assured of salvation. So, Paul said in chapter 1 that the message about the cross, the Christian message, the message of God's love, is the only power that can truly save. Now, the word salvation has become so familiar and cliched that we need to constantly alert ourselves to the full vitality and richness of what it's actually speaking about. Yes, it relates to being saved from the guilt of our wrongdoing and our sins and the consequences of them. But this relates to our deepest day-to-day struggle, our view of ourselves, our thinking about whether or not we are okay and acceptable to others. Because our answer to that question affects how we feel about ourselves, whether we want to get up in the morning and go to work or school or stay hidden away at home. It affects how we relate to others, whether we uh, relate with friendliness and openness and enjoyment with other people or with suspicion and fear and sadness. And this affects our performance in life, work and everything. Whether we relax and do our best and thrive and enjoy what we do, or if we lack confidence, a reserved tentative and struggle affects all of that. Salvation is about being liberated to know, yes, we are okay through and through. We can relax and be ourselves. We can have trusting friendships. We can do our best and enjoy doing it. But even that's only part of it because Paul also says that the message, the mystery of God gives us gifts that we can hardly even imagine. He says that the mystery is revealed to us, verse 7, for our glory. Glory is another one of those religious words that needs Breaking down to get to the vital heart of what it's about. Have you seen little kids going nuts on the sidelines at the footy match or the netball or the cricket, etc., about the brilliance of their favourite sports stars? And then when you get home, they go crazy in the backyard, emulating every move of their heroes. Why? because they want to get a slice of some of that brilliance, that glory that their stars possess. They want to enter into it themselves. We long to get a slice of glory because we are built to get a slice of glory. And there's only one true source of glory in the universe... Paul refers to him in verse 8, the Lord of glory, God. And what that glory includes for us is resurrection from the dead to eternal life, no pain, no crying, no death. A new, healed, glorious heaven and earth. In other words, the best that we love of the created world with all the mess removed and transformed to be brilliant beyond compare. In short, it means all of our greatest dreams fulfilled, plus, plus, plus. Let me just read those words of verse 9 from St Paul, some of the most wonderful verses in scripture. He says... What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor human heart conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Would you want to risk missing out on one drop of that? That's what the mystery of God gives us. Only according to the Bible we have to say, but wait, still there's much, much more, always. So, thirdly, it's the mystery of God, why it's important to us. Thirdly, how do we get that, get entry into the mystery of God and the good gifts that go with it? How do those we speak the Christian message to get entry into God's gifts and mystery? Well, Paul says there, just like our human spirit, it's only our human spirit that can really know what's going on in our hearts and minds, it's the same with God. Only his spirit truly knows what is in his heart and mind. It's like the Father, Son and Holy Spirit have been enjoying an eternal conversation about the great mystery of their love. But now, because Jesus has redeemed us and brought us back as close as possible to God, the Spirit of God fills us and reveals to us what is in the heart and mind of God. It's like we get to eavesdrop on their conversation. Only it's much, much more than that. Because we're not only eavesdropping, we're actually made members of that community. As the Holy Spirit fills us, we cry out, Abba, Father, he's our father. And we are made God's children sharing the very loving relationship of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. But think of what the Son had to do to make that happen. He came into our world. He became our human brother, Jesus of Nazareth. He suffered and died on the cross to save and redeem us only the cross of Christ shows us the absolute greatness of the mystery of God's love for us because it's only there that we see the amazing extent to which it was willing to go for us. If we see how much God has loved us, it can't leave us unaffected or unchanged. It's impossible not to respond to a love like that. Yet we can go through times of spiritual depression as believers where we feel like the truth of God, the glorious message of the gospel has become dull to us and like we're not hearing it clearly or that we're not hearing it at all, like we've gone completely deaf to it. When a friend of mine was once going through some uh, great difficulties, I asked how she was going with her relationship with God and she answered, God and I are not on speaking terms. It can be like that. And we can go through painful circumstances where the pain seems to drown out every sound, every other sound, even the Word of God. These are not unusual experiences for Christians. I've had my share. But in the middle of the pain and deafness, we can read in the Bible or we, we can have a friend say to us the words of Jesus' promise, in the world you have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You may have my peace. And we can find that the Holy Spirit touches us and starts to stir those words to life within us. And it's like we can start to hear them more and more clearly and they pierce through our deafness and pain. And we start to become more assured and settled in our faith in them and we're lifted up in hope again. And the time will come when the glorious mystery of God's love is like a loud, clear ringing bell in our ears and hearts. in our Christian witness to those outside the Christian faith, we can find that many are not only deaf to the Christian message but outright hostile. And it may get a lot more like that in Australian society. Now, that's okay. And it's not a big surprise because Jesus told us that's exactly what would happen. And we saw last week in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul says that the wisdom of the world has to scorn Christians and their message. We should even be more concerned if there is no hostility. It may mean that we're not speaking the true Christian message. But what did Jesus do when he experienced outright opposition? When? as it refers there in verse 6, to when he, the Lord of glory, was crucified. What did he do? Jesus prays for those who nailed him to a cross and screamed abuse at him. And he prays for them. This is what he prays. Father, forgive them, for they do not, not, not know what they're doing. In other words, he proclaimed the mystery of his love. And did Jesus' hearers just remain hard and deaf to his message? One of the centurions who crucified him at the moment of his death said in a loud voice, Truly, this man was the Son of God, made a declaration of faith. And one of the criminals crucified beside him, who moments earlier was joining in the curses, he says in repentance, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And Jesus replies, today you'll be with me in paradise. The love of God continues to batter relentlessly against whatever deafness, whatever hateful opposition and eventually the opposition must crumble and the deaf be made to hear. The message of the cross, the mystery of God's love is so great it must create its own hearers. And so in your love, for those who don't have Christian faith, whatever their hardness or deafness, just patiently, graciously continue holding to the gospel, speaking it when you have the opportunity and it seems wise and above all keep loving them and keep praying that God's love and power will break through to them and that they will come to love God and follow him in faith. Love them into the kingdom. It will happen.
0: Amen.